What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. How's it going? Doing pretty good. Just uh, watching some weird Netflix show about mediums. Not recommended. Very bad. Yeah, go smalls and larges. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about dead people and stuff. Uh, I thought it was going to be something different, but it seems like a lot of people are losing money (laughs) giving these people (laughs) (laughs) their hard-earned cash to speak to dead people. There's this lady, and she's, like, acting like she's some little child from, like, the other side, and she talks in this, like, voice. She's like, I'm Tommy, and everyone's just, like, into it. I'm like, man, this is a certain type of people just buying into this. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Better Coverage, episode 41, divisional round of the playoffs. Theo edged me out last week. I had a rough week. Steelers kind of ruined everything for me. Had him in a number of parlays. And they start with a horrible snap all the way back to the two-yard line, and the Browns bouncing into the end zone where they wind up with a touchdown. And that game just from the get-go, really like what the Didn't hell see that going? one coming. No, yeah. did not see that one coming. And we haven't had a student to be sponsored in a while, but can we talk about Nickelodeon for a second? They had it going. Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. Yeah, everyone was talking about him. I turned it on for like, I don't know, two minutes, and some kid named Lex Lumpkin was saying how the Superdome is empty, but he can still feel the electricity. I was like, I don't know really what that means, but I'm all for it. Any type of interactive or just something different than what we got going on now, I'm uh, I'm totally for it. Yeah, anything that's uh, not Joe Buck, I'm into. Yeah, I hear you. Didn't you? You said you tuned in for a second? Um, I did. I, I tuned in for about 15 seconds while they were explaining that touchdowns <laughs> were worth six points. There you go. Um, and I flipped back to the regular broadcast. Um, but I did see like the highlights and stuff, and it, it, it's a cool idea. Just wasn't the uh, setting that I was looking for for my team in a playoff game. Yeah, you got your team in the playoffs and thousands of dollars in play. <laughs> you don't want to see SpongeBob in between a field goal as they're kicking it through. Maybe you do. Wild card round reactions. What? Buffalo squeaks by the Colts winning 27-24 in a game that I would say the Colts had numerous chances to either turn the game around or win. At one point, they could have went up two possessions and just a number of bad play calls. And I don't even know if it was bad play calls, but poor execution by Colts. Buffalo wins that game. Rams, Wolford, Wofford, knocked out in the first quarter, but Rams still won 30-20. That defense appears to be the real deal. Buccaneers win a weird game, 31-23. Heineke, which is a great game. Why did you stop? I was just admiring your Heine. Oh, thank you. Heineke was, uh, he had some ridiculous passes. He helped cover the spread for us. Um, Had a chance, I guess, to tie the game, sort of. They never were really in it, but he was keeping them around. I was impressed by what I saw. Titans went up 10-0 in the first quarter, and then they scored three more total points the rest of the game. Ravens won that game 20-13. Bears were losing 7-3 late in the third quarter, and then they jumped off sides. And right when he jumped off sides, I sunk in my couch, and I knew it was over. 
Um, didn't really even need to watch the rest of the game. I, I obviously did. They ended up losing 21 to nine, basically on two plays, jumped off sides and the dropped TD pass. Both, I, I don't, I can't remember two singular plays that deflated me more um, in recent memory. I would have to agree. And Steelers, first play, uh, an interesting strategy. They hiked the ball into the end zone on the first play which uh, I'm not sure if that was in the game script, but it didn't end up working out. They kept giving the Browns the ball, and the Browns won 48-37. They almost lost somehow. really don't know what to take out of that game, exactly what you just said. I could, like, there was what they didn't go for it on fourth down for some reason, the Steelers. If they did and converted, there was a chance they were going to only be down, like, three points. That game was... We have some of those every once in a while that you just don't really know what to take out of the game, and that one—that's one of them. I, I don't—I don't know what to think about either team there. Anything else? Got any reactions? Nope. Moving on. All right, red zone rant. You know what really grinds my gears? I got a few here just because I was watching the other day Wheel of Fortune back to back with Jeopardy, and both of them have this section in the show where like people have to talk about themselves, and it's like the most awkward thing you can imagine. People clearly don't want to do it. They're also not interesting because they're usually on these game shows. They're usually nerd boxes or something. But even worse is when someone's on Jeopardy like once or twice and they have like no more good stories. And then Alex Trebek would be like, I heard that you got a jaywalking ticket in New York. Do you want to tell us about that? And then the person's like, yeah, funny story. And I'm like, I'm putting this on mute and I'm waiting (laughs) until it's over. And then I can let's get back to the questions. I don't care at all. Have you seen this? Um, I definitely have, you know, I haven't given much thought to that, but what I have given thought to for Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, et cetera, all the above, is they just haven't accounted for inflation. So they're still giving giving out like a couple hundred bucks to people. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. You got to pump those numbers up. I got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Yeah, you're looking at the details of inflation. I like it. My other one is CNN. I, I don't even remember like signing up for alerts, but all of a sudden my phone's just shoot me alerts from CNN. I got one today that said Siegfried and Roy's famous exotic cat illusionist. His name is Roy Horn. He dies at age 75. Um, if that's an update that we're giving, like where do we stop giving updates on when people die? I read that. I was like, this is worth shooting me alert about that Siegfried and Roy's illusionist died. Uh, if you're doing that, then where does it start and where does it stop? Because if that is the mark that we're going off of, then I should be getting alerts three times a day, minimum. Um, that, that, that's where you draw the line, I guess. Right yeah, at Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess you answered it. Trends with benefits. We got to think differently. Divisional round, since 2010, Overs are the play, 26 and 14, that's 65%. Historically, you want to take overs here. And then favorites are 49% against the spread, but 68% straight up since 2003. Those are the main ones. There's some other ones that I'll, I'll go through as we talk about the games. But in general, taking the overs and betting on favorites straight up, but not necessarily against the spread has been profitable. I mean, I think I think it makes sense. It goes back to the comments that we were talking to last week with the best teams getting the bye. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different this year with 
um, only two teams at a bye situation, but the best teams are now in play this week. So it does kind of, um, I guess, change those trends week to week from the wild card to divisional rounds. And are we going to do the same thing this week? Oh, yeah. All right. So what we're going to do, Theo and I are going to go through every game, give you our favorite side, our favorite total. And at the end of the week, the weekend, whichever one of us has the most points, just one point per pick, wins a prize that we predetermined already last week. I paid Theo. So this week, I'm assuming it's my turn to probably take my place. And this game is underway. Rams. Packers, Packers minus seven. Total here is 45 and a half. 62% of the action is on the Packers. This is a strength on strength matchup. You have arguably the best defense in the NFL. That's the Rams playing arguably the best offense in the NFL. That's the Packers. I think it will be tough for the Rams to win this game, but I do definitely think there's value at seven, especially with the Rams who are number one in net yards per play. Regardless of quarterback, I actually just saw before we started this that Jared Goff is playing. I think they rely on Cam Akers. He is uh, the the Rams are ranked number four in rushing offense. The Packers have allowed the fifth most fancy points to running backs this season. Overall, in terms of DVOA, they're 18th in defending the run. And more importantly, if you get a line at plus seven, I'm just trusting in this Rams defense, which is fourth against the pass, third against the run. They lead the league in defending passes over 15 yards, which will obviously be something that they need to do to stop Aaron Rodgers. Packers are without their starting left tackle. It looks like Aaron Donald should be fully healthy and the public's all over the Packers, but the line isn't budging, which is good to see if you're backing the Rams. It's moved up and down. I saw it at six and a half for a bit, went back up to seven. Um, Some trends that back the Rams divisional round underdogs are 22, 11 and one against the spread against number one seed since 2004 and LA is 13 to six against the spread in their last 19 road games. So I know that Jared Goff has been terrible, but I do think that is going to be offset by how good this Rams defense has been. However, and I'm sure that there's some points you're going to bring up. Rogers is ridiculous career at home, 61, 35 and four against the spread. Also has seven plus days of rest. He's 10, five and one against the spread in that situation. And the Packers have scored 30 plus in 12 of their past 16 games. So I don't know if this is cheating or what it is, but I am going to, for my own personal bets, back the Rams plus seven, also going to tease the Packers down to one or take them in a money line parlay. Uh, I said parlay weird there. I don't know why, but more than anything, I really like the under here. Rams run the ball, trust their defense. Packers are slow. 32nd in terms of pace of play. Green Bay's also held four of their last five opponents to 16 points or less. Green Bay finished the season ninth in total yards allowed and seventh overall against the pass. And the under is 11 and three in LA's last 14 games. So um, yeah, I'm just trusting in the Rams defense, but I do think uh, it'll be hard for them to win this game. Yeah. I, I, I think on paper, I would agree with you that there's probably value on the Rams, but when it comes to these types of situations, I think um, the guys that aren't normal, Aaron Rodgers, you can go against these general trends. He's just different. Um, I'll, I'll take the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has a 48 to five touchdown to interception ratio, which is insane. They're averaging 31.8 
points per game, which is first in the league. And while the Rams defense is great, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to generate a game plan to exploit it. Uh, the Packers defense is also sneakily good. And I think against a banged up QB with Goff, um, I, I think it's relatively even on the defensive side. So I think um, Rodgers is just the tipping point in this one for me. All right. And you over under, what are you on? Uh, I'm taking the under as well. All right. So we're just split on the side here, but yeah, I mean, it'll be hard to see, as I said, the Rams winning this game. Well, you got any predictions on celebrations or Lambo leaps, anything you want to call out for this game? Um, anybody from the Rams will do a Lambo leap 100% guaranteed. It is supposed to be cold, too. So I, maybe, I was just about to say, do we have snow in the forecast? That, I, I don't think snow. I just think cold. So there's no cold celebrations unless they use their mouth for, like, a fog machine. That would be a very yeah. interesting celebration. Maybe they'll sit around the campfire. Ooh, that's – I would have never got – that's a very, very possible. If we get that, you will get an extra point in this competition. <laughs> Ravens, Bills, Ravens are plus two and a half. Total here is 50, 55% of the action is on Buffalo. Okay, so I'm going to break this down. Two ways to look at this game. Either you trust the Ravens to exploit the Bills' rushing defense, or you believe in Buffalo's defensive game plan, and you trust in Josh Allen to be good enough to win in a possible shootout. Um, I can see arguments. I'm struggling with this game for both sides. If you want to back the Ravens, some reasons to do it. They're third they have a third-ranked rushing offense. Bills are 17th-ranked against the rush. Bills have some key injuries. Possibly Diggs is banged up, and I saw um, our new rapper Cole Beasley is out. Do you see that video? I think I saw you liked it. Dropping bars. Dropping bars. Better than expected. Still feel a little weird watching it. Just, I don't know. It just Understood. feels so planned, and, you know, I don't know. I just we, didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I don't know why I, I feel weird watching things like that. He brought the notes and stuff. I don't know. That's okay. It is okay. Defense, that's the Ravens. They're fully healthy. They've been really good. Allowed 14 points or less in four straight games. Fewer than 20 points allowed in six of their last seven. The Bills have also struggled against mobile quarterbacks. They gave up 42 to the Titans, 26 to the Chiefs, 44 against the Seahawks, and 32 against the Cardinals in those games combined. They were one and three. Bills also just gave up 472 total yards to the Colts in a game that really could have gone either way. And only two teams have allowed more rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks than the Bills. Trends-wise, the Ravens are 10 and one against the spread in their last 11 games as underdogs. So that's the reason for the Ravens. If you want to back the Bills, I would say their defense is improving. They're averaging 19 points per game in their last seven. And the Ravens are one-dimensional, so you could argue that while this Buffalo defense, their rushing defense, isn't that good, it's almost like their their stats are inflated because they're inviting people to run. They focus on stopping the pass, and then with a team like the Ravens, I think they'll be able to game plan. I, I trust their coaching staff, and Josh Allen is obviously not one-dimensional. He can use his legs, and he's really good through the air. I don't really trust what I saw from Lamar last week. Everyone's like saying he got the monkey off his back and stuff. It's like he didn't really look that good. He had a few broken plays that went their way, but they could have easily lost that game. So I gave you arguments for both sides, which means it's basically a coin flip for me. So I'll take the points 
for the competition. Not going to bet it, I don't think, yet in real life. I also like uh, teasing that Packers game with the Ravens here because I do think it's going to be a close game. Get the Ravens up to eight and a half from a side or a total perspective. I'll take the over. I said the Bills have struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Josh Allen's been ridiculous. I just think we're due for a shootout in one of these games this week, and I could see it being this one. Also some chance for snow, which we've talked about. You can actually get value betting the over in snow games. Um, so, yeah, the, the side is tough for me. I would like to hear what you're going to say, obviously, but I'll take the the Ravens and the over. Yeah, I, I do think this is a tough one, but I just feel that the Ravens have been undervalued all year. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about their difficult schedule this year, and they've definitely been picking up steam ever since, probably the past month and a half or so. I do think that they're a more complete team with their defense, allowing a second-best 18.9 points per game, as well as six in yards against. Um, I think offensively, these teams are really similar. Um, I, I just really like this Ravens team. I, I think it's getting a tiny bit of value here. I, I would say it's personally a pick em. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely take the points in this scenario and I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll take the over as well. And we might have snow here. So you got a celebration in this game, snowball fight. Uh, but we'll give us snow angel. Snow if, angel. If we get the snow. Snow angel half point. Browns, Chiefs, Browns are plus 10. Total here is 57 and a half. 60% of the action is on Cleveland. Uh, I've never been more positive that you would be on the Chiefs. Yeah. And no I doubt. Theo's going to be on the Chiefs. I'm going to be on the Chiefs. We both like fading public dogs, and that is what you have here with the Browns at plus 10, but the majority of the action is on Cleveland. You see the situation sometimes where if a team, like an underdog, just blew out or just had a really good game, it's almost like the public forgets how good the Chiefs are just because they haven't seen them in a week. I did say to fade the number one seed, I gave you that stat um, that usually you want to bet against the Chiefs here, but this is where where you said Aaron Rodgers, that's just a different quarterback. You don't really trust those trends. For me, that's the Chiefs here. Um, Andy Reid is 40 and 27 against the spread with seven plus days to prepare. I trust Andy Reid to get his have his defense ready. And also favorites of 10 plus are six and one against the spread since 2010 in uh, this playoff round. The Chiefs have lost seven or last eight against the spread. Um, haven't won a game by 10 plus since week eight, but the Browns haven't been much better four and eight against the spread in their last 12. And I don't really see that as a, that seems to be the main argument that people are making to back the Chiefs, but I'm more aligned and believe in the narrative that the Chiefs just really haven't shown what they're fully capable of. And they were had such a big lead in the division that they didn't really need to show their cards. And now they got an ex, some extra time to prepare. Um, I really do think that they're just going to turn things on, especially against this Browns team who um, I talked about the bills against mobile quarterbacks. The Browns gave up 47 to the Ravens, 38 to the Ravens and 35 to the Titans. I think people are underestimating how bad this Browns defense is their numbers are a bit underinflated due to those like wind games they had. And even with those games, when basically no one could move the ball, they're still 25th against the pass. The public is all over the Browns. They in a regular season had a minus 11 point differential. And more importantly, it's a high total. So 
points are less of a premium. Even if the Browns are technically in this game, the Chiefs could still easily win by like 11, 12, 13 points. Um, Going to take the over. Usually when totals are this high, people are scared away from it. Look at the national championship game. Um, I'll take the over here. Browns are, are going to score. Chiefs have the 31st ranked rushing defense. Browns can take advantage of that. Obviously, it's Mahomes. I talked about how bad I think the Browns' defense is. If you do like the Browns, I would say take them in the first half. Chiefs um, sat a bunch of players in week 17. We've seen time and time again teams that sit people or rest in week 17 can come out flat. Uh, the Chiefs did that last year. I think they were down like 21 or something to Houston and then ended up winning by 20. Hopefully, that's not the same scenario here. Well, hopefully, it is if they win by 20. But my point is, it's a high total. Points are less of a premium, so give me the Chiefs. Also, uh, give me the over. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not aligned to this Browns team. Um, you mentioned the negative point differential. They're 41.2 percent against the spread on the season. I think they've definitely outperformed basically everything st- statistically. Uh, I can't talk statistically Statistically. Um, and just see the chiefs taking this one pretty handedly Browns are 14th and points for 21st and points again against uh, this team. Like if, if you just look at all the other teams that are still remaining in the playoffs is just like so opposite from the rest of them. It's just one of these things is not like the other and uh, sick jam chiefs chiefs first in total yards, six in points, 10th and uh, points against, as you mentioned, it's a higher total upwards of 56, 57. So I, I definitely feel comfortable taking a double digit here, but I am going to take the under. Um, I'm basically going to be banking on the Chiefs getting ahead early and the Browns shutting down. All right. Yeah. I mean, with the total this high, it's it's not as bad. Usually you don't like to take a double-digit favorite and the under, but this total is so high that, that I get that. Um, I'm going to look more into the total before I actually place a personal bet on it, but um, it is still climbing. I think it was at 56 at one point. Now it's up to 57 and a half. Um, but, yeah, both like the Chiefs. I think that's probably the, the best play here. And finally, we have a, another matchup with the Bucks and the Saints. Bucks are plus three, totals 52. The action on this one is split. The narrative here for this matchup is that the Saints have dominated the Bucks twice this year, so they'll probably do it again. Again, Or you believe that the Bucks are a different team that's gotten better throughout the year, and they're going to be pissed off, and it's hard to beat a team three times uh, in a year. I'm going to more back the latter situation here. I think the Saints team is under the Bucks skin. Um, I don't know who that cornerback is that always gets in a bunch of fights. The one that Michael Thomas punched and then the Bears are punching him. But it just seems like Mike Evans and all these wide receivers are just pissed off. Plus you have Tom Brady who has lost twice to a team. If he wasn't going to be focused in the playoffs already, like he's got to be ultra focused for this game. And if you look at those two games that the Saints won, the first game was the the first game of the season. And we talked about fading the Bucs early on just because it's Radiana on a new team. The second game I rewatched that game, it was similar to the Steelers-Browns in terms of just like a really weird, flugy game, a ton of of strange turnovers. Also, like uh, on the Saints' second drive, 
Breeze basically threw it like right into one of the defenders' hands. They dropped it. If he catches that, it could be a different game. Um, it was just a game that got out of hand due to weird turnovers, and then uh, the the Bucks really didn't have a chance. Just saw the the Browns and Rams win as underdogs in games that they were playing a team for the third time in the season. Dogs in playoff games playing a team for the third time overall are 17 and 10 against the spread. And overall, it's just, I think I trust Brady here more than Breeze. Both have issues. They're getting older, but Breeze looks like he's getting worse throughout the year. Brady's getting better. Uh, The Bears beat up Bears defense before that game started. I was like terrified with my Bears bet because you're seeing all these linebackers go down and they ended up keeping it close up until the fourth quarter. They held the Saints to seven points up until late into the third Bucks also got Devin White back. They match up perfectly with the Saints. Saints are number one in rushing. Bucks have the, the number one rushing defense. In those two games, they held Kamara to a combined Kamara to a combined 60 yards rushing. Breeze doesn't seem like he can throw it deep. Besides the, the two losses to the Saints, the Bucks lost three games by a total of seven points. Those were to the, the Bears, the Rams, and the Chiefs. Um, so I definitely like the Bucks here. Over under is a little confusing because overs are 29 and 13 in domed games in the playoffs. And that, while I don't follow a bunch of trends, I, that is something that is at least worth noting. Um, but all the money is on the over and the line isn't really moving. Both defenses match up well with, with uh, each team. I, I've gone back and forth. I think I'll just probably take the over for now. Uh, yeah, for this one, I, I think this one's more difficult than Ravens Bills, at least for me. I could see this one going either way. So I think at the end of the day, I'm just going to take the points and take Brady. Um, I, I think there's strengths to both teams, both offensively as well as defensively. I am going to take the under though, um, because I do think this is going to be more defensively suited even though that's probably not what we want to see. Um, So we'll see what happens, but yeah, this one's a really tough one for me. All right. So my picks Rams under Ravens over chiefs over bucks over Theo likes the Packers and the under or the over in that game. The only ones we had different, we were saying for that game, Basically, our differences were Packers, Rams, spread, Chiefs, I'm on the under, you're on the over, Bucks, I'm on the under, you're on the over. Great. You're on Ravens in the over, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, my favorite plays for the week are Chiefs minus 10. I like that Ravens, Packers, tease. I like the Rams, Packers under 45 and a half. I like the Ravens, Bills over 50, and I like the Bucks plus three. Do you have any any favorites? Uh, Chiefs minus 10. Chiefs minus 10. Yeah. I saw that one. All right. Um, yeah, get you in and get you out of here. Anything else? No. The, the weeks are coming the weeks are doing close, doing. unfortunately. Yeah, I hear you. And uh, I'm excited to, to transition some focus to golf and college basketball but for now i'm all nfl and let's end this thing strong let's do it all right later later